Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. AM570, an L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Keith. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on from... Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Major Dodger event today. Uh, Come on down, get a picture with a championship trophy if you're not vaccinated or you've only had one shot. Directly behind the stage, we'll get you hooked up. You can get started or get your second shot as well. Uh, They're selling the Dodger gear, the City Edition jerseys honoring Fernando Valenzuela. They're very cool. We still have a four-pack of Charger 49er tickets to give away. Yes! We still have three pairs of Dodgers Mets tickets to give away for tomorrow. We've got the Rover Roller to give away. Uh Uh-huh! And we've got some of these beautiful jerseys to give away as well. And uh, before we bring on our guest, I do want to say, Rodney, last hour, one of our loyal listeners told us that he listens on a transistor radio. Yes. You wondered if anybody knows what that is. Yes. He listens today. Uh Uh-huh. Well, apparently one of our loyal listeners also here, another one, with a smaller transistor radio. <laughs> Listens every day. They're making a comeback. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So you know what we did? We gave him Chargers 49ers tickets. How about that? Fred, you're going to see everybody and a brother coming around the block with transistor radios now because we're giving away tickets for anybody with a transistor. Well, they're hard to find. So Dave Weiss. Dave Weiss, you hear that? Yeah. Anybody that comes up with a transistor radio yeah. wins tickets. <laughs> No, we've already had two. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fred's giving away 50 is what I'm trying to tell you. That's right. Fred wants to do TVs as well, Westinghouse TVs. We'll do that on the challenge. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks. Now we welcome in a Dodger legend. A Where? man who was behind the plate for a World Series win. A quality human being. A man who will tell us some stories. And I've said it a few times. Some will be true. 
Some he will make up. <laughs> They're all going to be made up. There you go. It's great to have Steve Yeager on the show, everybody. Hi, yeah. Hi Rodney. Hi, everybody. Yeggs. We got any Dodger fans out there? <laughs> I should hope so. I should hope so. We'll catch some Giants and pass them, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Stay on that. Any well, doubt? We got to. Any they, doubt? They no doubt. They no doubt about it. We'll get them. They can't play that good for the rest of the season. And we're getting we're getting stronger. We're getting healthier, and we got some guys that can swing the bat a little bit. So that's what I'm pitching, talking about. Pitching, pitching stays healthy. We uh, get the you know, Kershaw gets back here pretty soon, and uh, who knows what's going to happen? We'll win it again. You know, back in your day. Guys would get dinged up. Guys would get injured. You'd play through it. Well, we had to. We didn't have 15 trainers. Exactly. I mean, you'd play through it. And also, back in your day, when the money wasn't as great, you didn't want to lose your job. You wanted to get paid. You wanted to hold on to your position. Well, that, that's, that's true, too. But uh, we, we just learned to play with a little injury, a little bump to bruise. It goes with the game. You yeah, know? yeah. You, you, you deal with it back then. And, and now, like you said, you got trainers. You got Yoga instructors, massage therapists, you got everything you need. To we got protect. everything. Yeah. Any kind of specialist, you you come. All of it. Just, All of just it. bring your resume. They'll take it. When you look at today's game, Yeggs, and I don't want to take you back because, you know, you played in a time where uh, certain things were a certain way, and now they've changed a little bit. When you look at today's game and how it's approached, you know, start with the, the hitting approach, right? You know, it's it's about home runs. It's it, People don't care about strikeouts anymore. Um what are your thoughts on that as being a guy that played in the, in the 70s and 80s? Well, uh, if we struck out 150 times, we'd probably be in AAA or AA the next year. Uh, yeah. Now it's, it's the launch angle. It's the exit velocity. It's yeah. all the metrics that, that put it out there, which is, you know, it's working for some organization. It's working for ours. And as long as these guys keep doing it and, and be successful, why stop it? I mean, yeah. it's like you can't compare when I played with what's going on now because everything has changed. I mean, the catcher can't even block the plate anymore, right? which aggravates me. Yeah, you know, that was yeah, the only yeah. fun part I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 the ballparks, a lot of new ballparks, the ballparks are smaller, and I think the fans want to see runs scored. Nobody's really interested in seeing that one nothing game anymore or look up in the seventh inning and nobody, there's a no-hitter going on. They don't get excited until that point in, in the game. Yeah. They want to see runs scored, and we got some guys that's going to put some runs on the board. I love it. Yeah, you're not a get-off-my-lawn guy. I like it, man. No, no, no. Let's get on my way. Just, just play. <laughs> All just right. Play. But that being said, since you enjoyed blocking the plate so much, do you remember the biggest or most dramatic or worst collision you were ever involved in? Yes, I do. And who I, was it with? It was Dave Parker in Pittsburgh. Oh, oh God. Dave Parker Dave was Parker. Uh, he was he was a black man, and <laughs> and that was the year that that was. Well, I got to say that because the, because I'm getting to it now, Rodney. He, the, yes, the he Pirates was. had three different sets of uniforms. Yes, they did. Okay, they had yeah. all black, all right. gold, and they had a, a goldish tint with pinstripes. Right, right. And they intermingled them. Yeah. And all I remember about the whole evening is a gold thirty nine, because Parker was coming from second base, and that's all I remember was thirty nine hit me, and I went oh. God, that's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. But one thing bad about David, he came in the clubhouse before he went out to play defense the next inning and see if I was all right. Oh, that's, that's, oh yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of cards, a lot, of, a lot of pirates did, and that's the sign of uh, sign of the year. That's we, we, you know, we we played hard and was clean, and I got no gripes. They got no gripes, but he did come in and see if I was all right, which was a good thing. Did you hold on to the ball? Yes, he was out. Ah, oh, okay. That's, well, that's all that matters. That's well, that's all that matters. matters. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's the time we had Boog Powell. Remember we got Boog Powell off of waivers? 
Boog Paul. Remember Booger? Yeah. Booger, Booger came over and picked me up the seat in my pants and said, come on, little buddy, I'll take you in. <laughs> <laughs> like you were Gilligan. <laughs> it was there. It was great. It was great, but that's what we played. You know, you played hard, you, and you, you get hurt, you get hurt. Steve Yeager with us. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete. We're live from the 3rd Street Promenade in Santa Monica. We invite you to come on down. Huge Dodger event today. We still have giveaways. Uh, we'll be on the air till 3. When you think about the World Series, is that, is that something that that the memory fades, or do you always remember winning it? You always remember winning it, and you always remember losing one. We lost three, and we were yeah. lucky enough and fortunate enough to win 81 uh, together collectively because all of us played in 74, 70, 77, 78, and 81, and we heard rumblings of what was going on with the minor league guys. Guys were coming up. Guys were going to leave, and sure enough, after we won, I think Davey left, uh, Garve left, Ron Say left. And uh, they replaced him with Steve Sachs and Mike Marshall and uh, Greg Brock and some of the younger guys that had talented mm -hmm. in the minor leagues was coming up. We knew it. But that's the last time you're going to see four guys for eight and a half years play together, as long as those guys did. If you count me playing in foul territory, you're not going to get five guys play together for that length of time. No, it was, it was amazing. You were co-MVP that series. Um, great experience. But you also mentioned the other World Series. You, you were uh, against the Yankees, and you were catching – I just want to just – Take me back to, not to, not to put a <laughs> You're talking a about Reggie Jackson, aren't you? Aren't Reggie you? Hitting, yeah. hitting three, three home runs, and you're, you're catching that game. Yes, so I what am. That was, what that was like? Well, that was three different pitches on three different pitchers. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't throw a hanging curveball, and I didn't throw a Dunson <laughs> knuckleball, and I didn't throw a sinker that didn't sink. And Reggie hit all three of them. But then again, I got to say that the first two he hit in right field, Ben Dodger Stadium, might have been caught. Yeah, right. But the one he hit off Charlie Huff is still going. Yeah, <laughs> still gone. I don't think they ever found that ball. It headed for the for the backdrop in, in Yankee Stadium, and it's still going. When you when you're behind the plate and you know a guy's got it going like that, and, and as a hitter, the ball looks like a grapefruit coming up there. What are you What are you telling your pitcher? Because it feels like sometimes when guys are in a groove, they're hitting everything, even even a bad pitch. What are you telling your pitcher during that situation? Well, move their feet a little bit. That's the kindest way I can say. Move your feet. Uh -huh. move, move their feet. Don't let them get comfortable in the box. Knock so. them down is what well, you're saying. Well, yeah, no, I say move their feet. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you stand yeah. there and don't move we, your feet, I, you're probably going to get knocked down. Right. You know, that's true. But that's how we used to play. You know, you yeah. hit a home run, and the next time up, you look at the situation. First pitch may come at you for a reminder. Right. You know, that's uh, not playing that way anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Oh, bring back the old but, days. Yeah, well, some days you want to. You yeah, really you do. do. But you, you, you just got to go out and remind the pitchers, you know, what, what can we do differently to this guy? All right, let's try another, another ethic, like don't throw him a strike first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always wondered. And I was actually uh, talking about it at my house last night. Okay. Pitching coach comes out or manager comes out, make a change. Everybody on the team, all the infielders, get on the hill. So everybody's around. Let's say Dave Roberts comes out, takes the ball, pats him on the butt. You wait for the next pitcher. What are those guys saying out there at that point? Uh, probably the infielders are talking to each other about whatever's going on. And the managers are going to take you out or leave you in. But a funny story with Jerry Royce. And, uh, and Tom Lasorda, when Tommy was managing, and Tommy walked out to the mound. Well, our infielders didn't come in unless it was a key situation during the part of the game. Mm -hmm. But the catcher always walked out. And I'm, I'm looking at Tommy, and Tommy's looking at me and says, stay back there. I said, okay. So I'm talking to the umpire. And Tommy and Royce are arguing with each other on the mound. So as I'm talking to him, I said, I better go out there and stop this. This is getting embarrassing. 
So I went out and I said, what's going on here? You guys are getting, getting crazy. And Tommy says, is this a democratic society? And I said, yes, it is. He said, well, he wants to stay in and I want to take him out. And I said, Tommy, you should have taken him out last inning. <laughs> <laughs> then I turned and walked back to the home plate. <laughs> You know, but that's the way we played. That's the way it was. I mean, he was done. Tommy's going to take uh, him out anyway. <laughs> that was beauty. I mean, you probably have a lot of those stories about Tommy coming to the mound and <sighs> just the, the, the we things can't that say he it here. did. No. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes it was real. Sometimes it was just to get the crowd going. I mean, it, it was crazy the way he managed, and, and that's why everybody loved him. Well, no, that would be sent Don Rickles out to the mound one time. <laughs> <laughs> That was a goot. You know, seeing Don Rickles out there walking around, <laughs> chewing somebody out and walking off the field. That was great, too. And how he got away with it, I, I don't know it. to this day. All right. Uh, Steve Yeager is our guest. Rudy Red listens to the show and tweeted the show. And you talked about getting run over at the plate by Dave Parker. Uh-huh. In case you don't remember it, he oh, sent a picture the video? No, he sent the picture. Look. Is that you? Oh, uh, that's me. Yeah. Oh, God. Look I'm, at this I'm on right the here. ground, though. Look at this. Wow. That's a pretty good one. And, and, and Parker was a big boy. Oh, he was 6'5", yeah, 230. Yeah, yeah, and if he was yeah. young, it wasn't hurt and could fly. Yeah, he run. ran. Ooh. Hey, what has it been like, and if you haven't experienced it, you don't know, uh, playing for a marquee franchise like the Dodgers, as long as you did, and also having that success, winning a World Series. What does that do for somebody in a city of, like Los Angeles that achieves that success? What does it mean for your life? Well, it, it means that, uh, one, I was fortunate enough and lucky enough to get an opportunity to play baseball. And then I played with the Dodgers. And growing up in the organization, there's a lot of respect that's sent down from the, from the Brooklyn guys. And the guys that came out here, Pee Wee Reese, Duke Snyder, uh, Clem Levine, uh, Carl Erskine, uh, Roy Campanella, Jim Gilliam. All those guys taught us how to play the game. And they left us over. And so... Being a Dodger and putting that Dodger uniform on is, uh, is a proud moment. And anybody that does, you got to respect it because it deserves respect. And that's, what we, that's just what it is about being a Dodger. You, once a Dodger, always a Dodger. Yeah, you played a long time. You caught a lot of guys. When, you, when you're catching, calling a game, um, who are some of the guys that gave you issues and, and had some disputes with you in terms of don't call that pitch? Why are you calling this? Why are you calling that? Did you have a number of guys doing that or pre- pretty much everybody – you know, trusted what you were calling. Well, pretty much we, we, we I was trusted in that because I knew the pitchers. I knew what he likes to do. Uh, Sutton, Hall of Famer, didn't shake me out very much. Mike Marshall, the relief pitcher, uh, that told Walt he wanted to pitch every day and Walt put him in there for 104 days uh, games <laughs> or something like that. Mike was the toughest. He was yeah. the toughest because he gave me a set of signs. And I said, I said my inf- I got him, but my infielders don't have him. So let's just use this. You know? Right. <laughs> but he, he wanted to throw a screwball in a wrong situation. He wanted to throw a curveball. He didn't have a curveball. He wanted to, he wanted to do a lot of things. So it was, it was difficult. So I just go ahead and do what you want to do. I don't care. I'll catch it. Whatever. Throw it up here. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it go out. Perfect. <laughs> when, when, when guys would come to the plate from opposing teams, uh, how often would they have conversations with you? Every time. And what would they say? How you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing? You know? Everything good with you, you know? <laughs> but the guys that always talk to you. Yeah, yeah, guys always say something. And Morgan, you know, Joe used to flap his arm all the time. I say, Joe, you're never going to fly. So why you keep flapping that arm? He'd say, hush, don't let me hit, you know? And then Pete would come over, and he had that little little stoop in his, in his batting stuff. And Sutton would be on a mound. I said, Pete, stand up. I can't see the pitcher. <laughs> Which was a true story. I couldn't see him because he slumped over so much. He said, well, you're going to throw me a curveball. I said, well, let him hit it. Don had a great curveball, rolled it off the table. 
here's a curveball. Pete's looking at me. I said, why'd you hit him? He said, he lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I could get in your brain, I'm helping my pitcher, you know? That's the little things that we used to do. But if you're going to dumb enough to talk uh, to me and not concentrate on the ball, hey, I got you. All right. And, and now, I don't know if it's technology today and they put that box on the screen, but, you know, working the plate in Major League Baseball is a tough job, period. Back in the day, I, I know there were disagreements, but the umpires went under this kind of scrutiny because now you can see if it's a ball or a strike. Well, yeah, but the camera's not really directly over the Fair. pitcher's head. It's kind of off at an right. angle, so some of the balls look close. But uh, this, this stuff called framing, when they start talking about framing, I said, yeah. you're building an addition to your house, you know? <laughs> and I said, why don't you just receive the ball properly? So if I receive the ball properly, I'm going to get the same things that people talk about framing. But nowadays, the catchers are moving a glove, you know, a foot and a half, two feet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going this way and that way. And I'm saying, you're not going to get it, dude. Just take it to the line. Take it to the border. But the umpires are under a lot of pressure to call it right because everybody's going to go in and look at it and they're right. going to come back and say something to it because everything is taped nowadays. Where do you, where do you stand on, on the automated strike zone? No, no, no. no. Well, you're wrong. Because no. Fred is a big proponent of you're that. You're wrong. Fred, Fred believes in that a whole argument. No, Granted, no. you won a World Series. You I tell, us, tell us why, I Steve. I, tell us why well, you don't because, like it. Because you're changing the game again. Yeah. You can't even yeah. take a second baseman or shortstop out in left field breaking up a double play. You can't. The catcher can't block the plate. In an extra inning game, you start a guy at second base. What is that? What right. is that? Yeah, but right. Steve, in the NFL, Rodney played. You know, they don't wear leather helmets anymore. The game evolves. Sometimes you have What's to. Are you going to make what? that analogy? Leather helmets? <laughs> leather helmets to an automatic strike zone? Yes. Or, or taking a guy on second base? Really? Suppose, a few, <laughs> suppose we, a wire gets unplugged, and then what do we have? <laughs> Your automated strike zone. Yeah, Fred. Uh, no, you have a blackout. <laughs> people are going to make mistakes. Umpires make mistakes. That's why they go back to replay and all this stuff. In a game of baseball and football, everything happens real quick. I mean, it's, yeah. it's super speed. You know what you can really find out is slow, slow it down on a replay. And they, they are doing a, the, the right thing by trying to get it right. And if they get it mm -hmm. right, that's all you can say according to replay. But – Human error is error. It's going to be. There. But as a catcher, you mean you, you got to know the umpires. You knew how they called games. You you felt the rhythm of, of the game going, and that's part of the game. Which I think you know people like Fred that want the automatic strike zone that you would lose if you went that direction. Well, I always try to have a good rapport with the guy behind me, and I, yeah. I grunted for about the first six or seven innings on the balls that I thought were there. I, <clears throat> and he said, "What are you grunting for?" I said, "Take a better look at that pitch." Is know? that how you yeah. did it? You grunted? Yeah, like, I grunted. Just stay with it a little bit. Then about the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, they missed it. I, I got a little verbal. Like what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We, you, got a, you got a license to steal, too? What? <laughs> and, and what would they say back to you? Would they talk back to oh, you? Oh, they talk back to me. As long as yeah. I didn't turn around. I never turn around an umpire because, you know, you can't see what's going on. Uh, and that uh, it's like an umpire told me one day, he says... Uh, he wanted to get the game going. And when I told Grazioli when he used to do Sunday game or Saturday games of the week. And I told Joe I was going to show him how much power I had. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to hold up national TV. He said, okay, let me know when. I said, okay. So I got Sutton on the mound. We're, we're, we're in Wrigley Field. I got the hitter in the box. Got the umpire around me. And I'm just sitting there squatting, looking around, not doing anything. The umpire said, let's go. I said, no, I'm not ready yet. He said, why? I said, well, I told Grazioli I was going to show how much power I had and hold up TV. He says, if you don't get going, he's going to show how much power I got. I'm going to throw you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so we started playing a game. There we go. Well, that's the stuff we used to do. 
Was it, were there guys that you just didn't, you, you, when you saw them behind the plate, you're like, oh, no. Like today we got Angel Hernandez, right? Oh, the one that nobody wants to see behind. Were there guys back then when you played that you're like, oh, we well, got so-and-so behind the plate. He's going to squeeze us. Well, Doug Harvey was the guy that uh, he went out and told a pitcher that was five-eighths of an inch outside. Well, five-eighths of an inch outside, that's close <laughs> enough. It's got to be, on, it's gotta be on, close enough to be a call yeah. strike either way you look at it. Those guys you didn't like, and Doug Harvey right. was good at that. But they, the guys I had, my, I had no, I had no problems with, with any of them. And what was Lasorda like aside from the conversation with Jerry Royce you told us about? What was he like when he go out to take out a pitcher? Tommy was, uh, you know, he, he told the guy he did a good job. I got to take you out and go, and, and go from there, or he yelled and scream at somebody and, and air him out right there on the mound. Uh, Tommy was <laughs> like very, when you say air it out, like what, you know, what the hell you threw that pitch for? Yeah, that <laughs> you know what's wrong with you? <laughs> what are you thinking about? But. Uh, Basically, Tommy, is, is, he was the world's greatest motivator. We all know that. And he could get a little bit more out of you even though you were done. You were cooked. And, he, you know, he stayed with pitchers, in some cases, longer than necessary. And, but he got a lot more out of a lot of pitchers by going out and motivating them at that particular time. At least get me through this inning so I can get to yeah. the bullpen. Right. And he did. Tommy was great on the mound. You mentioned uh, Jerry Royce. You caught the no-hitter. Yes. Um, as it gets to the sixth, seventh, that, t- that part of the game, you know, everybody knows, oh, you don't talk to him in the dugout. Don't talk to him on the bench. Don't talk to him. In- How do you deal with that situation as a kid? I think I told him. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Royce, hey, they ain't got to hit up there yet, you know? <laughs> you know, the pitcher sits down on the far end of the bench. Nobody wants to know. I know. I sat right with him, aggravating him. Because he's aggravating you in the other four days. <laughs> But everybody knows it. <laughs> hey, don't blow this, don't man. Blow you, got this a, you got one going. That's <laughs> <laughs> like it's like when Pete, when Pete was playing third base and Sox was playing second base and they had a little problems going on. And Tommy asked, uh, asked Pete, he says, what are, you, what are you thinking about in this situation? He says, I pray to God that the balls that hit to me are Soxy. <laughs> <laughs> this is something went on. It was great. Oh, my God. Well, hey, uh, Thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh, this is welcome. really cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Great. This was really cool. Now, are, are you done? You're going to take more pictures. I'm, I'm going to go over and, and, and do as little as I can because Manny Moda is going to, going to be here at 1.30, and Manny will be here for an hour. And uh, I think this is a great thing. It's a great place to have an event like this. And thank you, all you Dodger fans, for yeah, coming out yeah, here. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Go. And supporting, supporting the Dodger organization because it is the best organization in baseball. I don't care what anybody says. All it's right. good to be there. There he goes, our buddy Steve Yeager. Go ahead, DJ Santana, let's go. <laughs> Live from the 3rd Street Promenade in Santa Monica, it's Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete. We still have a, a four-pack of Charger 49er tickets to give away. Three pairs of Dodgers-Mets tickets to give away. As a matter of fact, who wants those Dodger-Mets tickets for tomorrow? Who wants them? Seriously, who wants them? I don't know, Fred. I don't know if anybody really wants them. All right, when we come back, you'll get your chance right here. We're going to have a dance-off. Dance off. Dance off. A dance off. Really? Dance off pants off. Really? For Mets, Dodgers, No, don't don't take your pants off. Just the dance off. All right. When we come back to Santa Monica. Pull up those pants. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. All right, all right. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Down here at the Third Three Promenade in Santa Monica. Come on down. It's Dodger Day. Get your Connect jerseys, Fred. We're sporting ours today. Yeah, we are. City Connect. Yeah, we are. I love it. All right. What do you really think about these all blue uniforms that they're about to sport? I love them. Nice change up, right? Yeah, I love them. What about those traditionalists? Oh, oh, just only wear white all the time at home. Yep. What do you think? You got to change it up a little bit for a cause? I like it. I like the blue. Let the kids play. All right, we're down here in Santa Monica, and we have things to give away. We're going to give away some right now because during the break, this poor woman is about to pass out. Uh, we've been having a dance-off. No, don't walk away yet. Don't walk away. You don't have to go anymore, but don't pass out. We've been having a dance-off, and what we said is, come on down, start dancing, and whoever wins the dance-off is going to see the Dodgers and the Mets tomorrow. So they've been going for about five minutes, Rodney. Yeah, they have. Getting into it, too. And you know what? We appreciate everybody, everybody doing it. And we have more Dodgers-Mets tickets to give away. But the winner of the dance-off, who will go see the Dodgers and Mets tomorrow, (coughs) is the woman in the blue top who almost passed out. (laughs) Which blue top? That blue top. Yes, you. Yes, you. You've done it. You've won it. Come get your prize. Come on up here. Come on up. You're going to see the Dodgers and the Mets tomorrow. We have more tickets to give away, so please, don't don't think that's it. We've got more. But, you know, not only did she have incredible moves, Rodney. Stamina. Yeah, she she nearly collapsed. So No, that's no. not what I saw, Fred. It was part of the dance. Really? Yeah. Gasping for air? No. Uh, congratulations. She's, root, she's rooting for the Dodgers. Commitment to the Dodgers is why she danced for so long. Come up here. Kevin, grab her hand. There's no steps Cut. on that side. All right, right? just give her, the, give her the headset, Kevin. Let's just hear. Who are you? <laughs> Tell us about your commitment to the Dodgers. Let, let's hear who we are. Put that on. Hi, I'm Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Hello. Congratulations. Now, you said you had a commitment to the Dodgers? I have a big commitment to the Dodgers. I was hit by a foul ball when I was 12 years old at Dodgers Stadium by Willie Crawford, left-hander. Well, certainly that's a memory you want etched. Wow. Where did it hit you? Right uh, right under my shoulder right here. Yeah? My brother didn't catch the ball with his little mitt. Oh, no. No. I was looking down at my scorecard, and it hit me. (laughs) And uh, do you still have the bruise? No. Thankfully, it healed. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to see the Dodgers and Mets tomorrow afternoon. Love I'm it. so excited. Thank Good. you. Thank you so much. I can't breathe. Yeah, well, I, told, yes. I, I said she danced it off out there. She did dance it, it off. It's a hot day and there's no yeah. water. So, yeah. Somebody give Shannon Somebody some water. Somebody give her some water, please. <laughs> Good Lord. 
I mean, the what woman are we doing here? laid it all on the line. <laughs> yes, you did. Got those Dodger tickets. She Thank was you. committed, Fred. Thank you. All right, congratulations, Shannon. Thanks for coming down for the show today. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. All right. We still have two more pairs of Dodger Mets tickets to give away. We have a four-pack of uh, Charger 49er tickets on Sunday. And, of course, we've got the uh, Rover Roller. And keep listening to the station for your chance to win one. It's more than just a cooler. It's your all-terrain attacking blustery bunker on wheels. Your big daddy Ooh, base camp. Like your that. camp kitchen wagon all rolled Say in some one. more, Fred. It is the coolest cooler out there. Talk with tough to Industrial me. wheels. Talk dirty. Attachable cup holders. <laughs> a prep board for <laughs> slicing and dicing. And a deep freeze drive bin to keep your meats, cheese, fruits, and veggies chilling for days. Visit roverproducts.com. To get yours now. We're giving away one of those, Rodney. I love it. I love it. I, I got one right next to me. We're going to pull it out in a minute. Um, this thing can go anywhere, Fred. This I'm telling off, you. Off, off road, off wheel, off whatever you want to call it. It can go anywhere. If you weren't with us earlier, we did make the point, if it's something you're interested in, you could probably put a body in there. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. A body? I'm just saying. It's pretty big. It's pretty big, and it's uh, it's made just for you. Okay, Rodney. Uh Thank you, Julie Mack. Thank you, Julie Mack, for my Coca-Cola. You know, uh, we want to thank all of our listeners that have been down here. You know, it's nice to meet them today. It's good to say hello to everybody and appreciate you being here. Uh, all right, so Mike Bone, the athletic director at USC, has made a statement and is a man who proudly adored. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't hear that. But, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Fred. I'm sorry. Yeah, basically. What Fight he, on. Yeah, what he said was, uh, there, no, Clay Helton's, there's no pressure on Clay Helton. Clay Helton's not on the hot seat. Clay Helton's just fine. Now, as a man that went to USC, and by the way, USC is in the top 20 in the preseason poll. Yes, yes. Not, not the top 10. Top 20. Top 20. Uh, as a man that went to USC, when you hear the athletic director make a statement like that, what are your thoughts? Well, he can't say it, Fred. He can't say, oh, yeah, going into the season, let me give you some confidence, Clay. Here you go, buddy. You're in the hot seat. You're in the hot seat. You better win. You better get out of the gate fast, and you better be 5-0 and to start the season. He's not going to say that, but we all know. We all know that this is a critical year for Clay Helton. He has, you know, uh, there's, a, there's been a lot of reasons why different programs win or lose over the last couple of years, you know, given the pandemic, given what's going on. He had a young quarterback the one year, then the pandemic hit. Now it's, it, it's, it's got to, you got to take the next step. You got to go past what you've been going for the last three or four years. So to say that he's not on the hot seat, I get it from the athletic director side. Look, I can't say this publicly, but yeah, internally, absolutely, he's on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. And what does he have to do to really hold on? Mm. They 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 got to go back to looking good. Number one, I think. For, well, win first, obviously. And, and I'm not saying they got to win the, the national title. But they gotta they gotta start getting back to being in that conversation that they're gonna make the playoffs, um, and and you know, given the fact of how difficult it is to make the playoffs, and, and I'm not saying that they will, and that's gonna be the, the 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 straw that breaks the camel back with Clay Helton, but they have to show dramatic improvement. And there were too many games I think where y you felt like USC was in them but not dominant, not the USC people want to see. So it has to get back to that type of football. But they also have to win. They have to win the pack. They have to win the Pac-12 Pac championship game. They have, to be in the, they have to be in the, if not make the playoffs, be close in the playoff conversation come the end of the year. Yeah, and I would agree with that. They've got to be there. Uh, as the ACC and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are having conversations, next week there will be some sort of announcement, some sort of alliance. And what they're trying to do is combat 
the monster that is the SEC now. Yeah. now you take the, the conference from the East Coast and you put it with the powerhouse in the Midwest and you add the West Coast to it, you have a behemoth of your own. But the only way that really works, big time, is if USC is one of the top teams in the country. The only yeah. reason you include the Pac-12 in something like this is because you want USC. Oregon, sure, yeah. Oregon's good. Yeah. But Oregon is not USC in the heart of Los Angeles. So yeah. I think that actually puts some additional pressure on Clay Helton because he basically, in his program, needs to be the tentpole for the entire West Coast. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, it goes, you know, the, the Pac-12 usually goes how USC goes in terms of how the rest of the country looks at the Pac-12 if they're going to tune in. You're talking about, you know, if USC's out of the down year and it's another school, then how, even if these conferences combine, how, how, will, they, how will the viewership be? Will they care? People care if USC's in the mix. So, yeah, there adds pressure. No disrespect to, to Oregon or Washington. No. who's had good years. No. But at the end of the day, yeah, when USC is good, the, the whole conference is good. Yeah, so it's, it's critical. So yeah. Mike Bone saying, well, no, he's not under any kind of pressure. I guess you have to do that. It's kind of like yeah. Don Martin standing behind us. He doesn't care. Do you, no, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. Solid. It's like Don Martin. He, he, he wouldn't put any pressure it's on us. It's Friday, Fred. Why would he care? He doesn't care. That's right. Yeah. We, he doesn't care, and we don't care. Uh, we're at the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica, and we invite everybody down. We're here till 3 o'clock. We have more things to give away. Uh, you can take a picture with a championship trophy. Dodger Championship Trophy. People in line for that. More tickets to give away. The Rover Roller to give away. DJ Santana. Hit it. And we're back with some Laker news after this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk weekdays, noon to 3. Rogan and Rodney. That's right. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan from the 3rd Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Come on now. It's Dodger Day. I got mine on. I got mine. Santa Monica's finest to our left. How y'all doing over there? There they are. Love it. Officers, good to see you. Uh, we're here till 3 o'clock still. Two pairs of Dodger Mets tickets to give away. A four-pack of Charger 49er tickets to give away that Sunday. That game is at SoFi. If you've not been to SoFi, you want an opportunity to win, come on down here. We've also got the Rover Roller. And I believe we're going to give away some jerseys. I do believe that. I don't know how many we're giving away, Kevin, do you? No, I don't. But we will be giving away some jerseys. Okay, we'll do that in the, in the final Great, hour Fred. of the show. So the NBA schedule released today. 
If you're a Laker fan, you probably know they're going to open on national TV October 19th against Golden State. First three games for the Lakers will be at home. It'll be Golden State, Phoenix, and Memphis. They hit the road for two. Then they're back home for four. So here are games to circle on the calendar if you so choose. Uh, I would say the Phoenix game on October 22nd is one you would circle. Uh, you might want to circle, although you'll have to watch it on TV, the game at Milwaukee. That'll be December 17th. Uh, they will play the Clippers on December 3rd. Checking the schedule, uh, Brooklyn, we know it's Christmas Day. That game is at Staples Center. And then that's pretty much it, I would say, for games you need to circle here uh, uh, for the rest of the year. If you move to next year, they'll be at Brooklyn the 25th of January. They'll be at Philadelphia the 27th of January. They get the Clippers the 3rd of February. Uh, let's see, Clippers the 25th of February. The Clippers the 3rd of March. And basically, then we just play out the rest of the year. So they don't get the Clippers for a while, Rodney. Not until next year. Right? Well, they, they get them late Early? this year. Late this year. Well, here, here's the thing, Fred. Assuming everybody's healthy, are you picking Lakers to be the favorite this year? Come out of the West? Coming out of the West? Or to win it all? Uh, I will pick them to be the favorite coming out of the West. Come on! And I... <laughs> 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 and uh, I'll tell you. I, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I think if they come out of the West, they can beat Brooklyn. I do believe they can do that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm here to serve. No, I believe yeah. they can beat Brooklyn, uh, but I think it won't be easy. And if everybody's all, all, healthy. Yeah, everything's healthy because if you're going to say it for the Lakers, you've got to say it for the Brooklyn, too. they got their big three healthy, too. Yeah. So you still believe that they can beat Brooklyn. With their big three. I think they can make it a series. I think they could beat them, yes. Yeah, I don't think it's impossible. No, no, no. Certainly certainly not impossible. And if they get there, I mean, if they make it to the finals to play Brooklyn, that has to mean they did stay healthy. Yep. It also has to mean that Anthony Davis went back to being Anthony Davis. Yep. Because they don't get there without Anthony Davis being what he was in the bubble mm -hmm. and what we know he can be. Mm -hmm. So if he's that, that makes him unguardable. So now – it does put a, a problem on Brooklyn because who's going to guard him? Right. You know, it's like they, they – but they can counter and say, who's going to guard Kevin Durant? Yeah. And the answer is nobody. Right. Yeah. So they're going to get theirs. My only – my big concern with the Lakers actually is not – Lakers play better defense. That will be the – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but my concern with the Lakers actually is not Anthony Davis, and it's really not even Russell Westbrook. It's LeBron James. And I know that's – That's your concern? Blasphemous. How can you say something like that? He's not what he was. He's really, really Keep good. That. Keep saying it, Fred. I'm being, I'm channeling my LeBron. Keep saying that, Fred. Okay. Keep saying that, Fred. He's really Keep saying good. I'm done. Keep saying I'm washed up. I'm not saying you're done or washed up. I'm saying you're really good at everything, but you're not great at anything anymore. You're really good at everything, Ooh. but you're not great. At I'm anything. not going to sit here. I am not going to sit here and let you damage the king like you're trying to damage the king right now. I. I am not I'm not going to do it, people. All right. Well, then I'll ask the people because I don't want to damage the king. You're starting a team. You can take any player in the NBA. LeBron James would not be your first pick. You take Kevin Durant. Thank you. Case made. Sure you would. Of course you would. You'd be insane. He's younger. You're, you're, Granted, he you're, had an injury problem. But, but, but you're, you're making, you made your statement saying LeBron is not what he used to be, so that's my concern that the Lakers can't win a title. Yeah, because here's why. I think 
during the season. And Who we've makes seen people the around them better, years. LeBron James or Kevin Durant? LeBron James. Okay, then. I don't know. Is basketball still a team game or is it an individual sport? Well, the way they play it in the NBA, Enough said. it's more of an individual sport. Enough said. But I'm not sure LeBron okay. gets uh, through the sport. season. Did Milwaukee win it as a team up. or did they win it as an individual sport? They won it as a team. But if they don't have Giannis, yes. that individual, it's a different if, story. If, if, here yeah. we go. I'm just saying, I'm not sure LeBron makes it through the season undinged up enough. Keep saying it. That's what LeBron. I keep saying it. That's what the king wants to hear, Fred. You keep saying that. Oh, I know the king's going to send out a tweet pretty soon with 100 emojis. Damn right he is. That's right. And he's going to tell everybody I'm gassed up, playoff mode activated. He's going to come right at you, too. Fred Rogan. When, when the king. At Fred NBCLA. Because we know the king listens. When the king, yes. When the king, when the king speaks on social issues, okay, I'm interested to hear what the king says. I really am. When the king says playoff Boy, mode you got, activated, you got awful bold since that new knee. Well, I, I, no, I am. I'm interested to hear what the king says. But when he says playoff mode activated, I'm gassed up. World better beware. I'm on my revenge tour. No, just go play. If you want to speak but on social issues, that's the same issues, thing I you said when he had the groin the year before they came back and won the title. What I say? Ah, oh, he's done. He's no, never, been, no, hurt no. Like, he's never no. been hurt like this. He'll never be the LeBron again. He'll never be this. I don't think he could lead a team to the championship anymore. I never anymore. said that. I, yeah. You know play I never tape, said Kevin. that. They're, they're, Kevin's not going to play the tape because that yeah. tape doesn't exist. I think it does. Well, I can't play the tape because I'm here next to you, but if See? I was at the radio station, I'd yeah. be able to pull it. Yeah, No, to, you can't play it. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> something to that effect. You said he, he's, no, I did he's, not over, say that. he's over the hill. No. He's not going to be the same what? LeBron Was again. that when you were working with somebody else? You didn't like him coming in with the glass of wine. He no, said I didn't he's not like focused that. coming to L.A. That's we true. got tape. Fred, nowadays everything is on tape. No, I did we say We can it. rewind the clock. And show what you said and let the people hear what you said. You can absolutely He's not do that. focused coming. He's shooting movies. He's yep. doing that. He's I said that. Good. He's not focused on winning. He never win a title here. I did not say that. I, I said he was not. I said when he came, he wasn't focused. That's accurate. He's did, not a Laker. I did say that. <laughs> I said, will you stop booing? I did say. I did say that he wore a Laker jersey, but he wasn't a Laker. I did say that in his first year. Yes. I, I will not take that back. I'll not walk that back because I felt that. Then I think he understood what the market was like and what the focus needed to be, and he became ultra-focused, and then they went out and won. I well, agree. Well, he listened to you. That, well, it, and it's time he did. <laughs> uh, no one, look, no one predicts injuries, and no one wishes injuries on anyone. He's more susceptible now than he was before. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if he gets through the entire year undinged, and a ding Takes more out of him now. But, but last Fred, year, last year he couldn't even, when we got to the playoffs because of the injury, if you remember, he couldn't even finish at the rim. Now, that was a function of that injury and him trying to come back. I'm just saying he's really good, really good. Yeah, and he had to shoulder he had to shoulder everything yep. because Anthony Davis That's wasn't fair. there. So that, that adds to it. But now the reason they got Russell Westbrook is to help is to help take yeah. a lot of that pressure off him. So he doesn't right. have to close out every single game. So you do have a guy that, that goes 110 miles an hour every single time he's on the court, yes. which is going to help allow LeBron and some of the other guys that they brought in will allow him to rest a little bit more during the season. Right. Well, time will tell. But the schedule is out. <laughs> so those games I mentioned, mark them on your calendar. Those are the ones that you're really going to want to see. Don't diss the king, Fred. DJ Santana, come on, let's do this. Let's do it big time. Let's go. Live from the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. 
What an event for the Dodgers. And this thing will be going on until 10 o'clock tonight. So no matter where you are, you still have an opportunity to come on down here. These jerseys are sweet. These city mm. edition jerseys are sweet. We'll be giving a couple away in the next hour. Right. Plus Dodger tickets and Dodger tickets blue, baby. to the Chargers and 49ers and the great Rover Roller. All of that coming up as we continue from Santa Monica. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.